Welcome to the Be Great 8-Man Football Coaching Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to the 8-Man Football Coaching community. I'm your host, Scott McCarty. Here we discuss scheme, program building, team culture, and building and spreading the game of 8-Man Football. This podcast is brought to you by Anywhere Apparel. Are you looking for custom screen printed and embroidered gear for your team, coaches, and fans? Contact Anywhere Apparel. That's Anywhere, A-N-Y-W-E-A-R Apparel. We have access to all the great brands and items that will have your team looking their best. We are a locally owned small business that works with teams, businesses, and individuals. Next time you need custom apparel, make Anywhere Apparel your go-to. Contact Anywhere Apparel at art.anywhereapp at gmail.com. That's A-R-T dot A-N-Y-W-E-A-R-A-P-P at gmail.com or on the phone at 319-385-1763. All right, welcome back to the Be Great podcast today. Um, I'm going to be by myself on this one. Just want to talk about a couple different topics um, as we're here in the middle of June. Um, first of all, I hope everybody's having a great uh, summer. I've been busy, um, and so I, I've got a couple interviews lined up. Uh, hopefully a big, big-time interview that you guys will uh, get uh, get excited for, but i got to wait for the NFL OTAs to get over before we do it, so... Uh, pretty pretty excited to if we're able to get that guest on the podcast. But uh, today I want to talk about two topics. Uh, the first topic we're all busy with right now um, is our summer off-season training. Um, hopefully it's going well for us. Um, you know, like every coach, you you could hope you could get more kids in. Maybe you're one of those coaches that you get 100% attendance. You know, we are not. Um, but the group that we have in, they're doing phenomenal work. Um, you know, I, our kids are getting strong. They're getting fast. Um, you know, we're having a really, really good off season um, as far as training goes, as you know, speed training, weight training, and then also some with our football activities that we're doing. Um, so this is kind of what we do. Um, I just kind of want to uh, I'll share what we do. I feel pretty good about it. Um, and then hopefully, you know, you can share with me a little bit um, via Twitter or email what it is that you guys do as well. So um, like a lot of you, right, we go three days a week. Um, the fourth day is an optional day for a free lift. Um, kind of one of those things it's where the kids come in and it's like a meathead lift, um, you know, like an arm farm, um, you know, kind of a, uh, they can do anything, you know, that they really want. You know, maybe they see something goofy on Instagram or something. But, um, you know, we try and stay away from like heavy squat days and those things. We have those uh, prescribed for them on on our other workouts. But, you know, the, the arm farm you know, get the curls, you know, a lot of them, they've, they've kind of made a, a rule where they don't wear, you know, you can't wear sleeves or things like that, you know, so it's kind of a cool deal. And what's great is that uh, we have just a good attendance on those days as we do the other days, you know, they've kind of bonded together as a team um, and really love that, that fourth day uh, arm farm meathead day. So um, we talk about our regular three days of training, right? We follow kind of the feed the cats principles, right? We do day one is a sprint day. Um, where we'll do speed drills, flying, t- uh, we'll, and then we'll uh, time flying tens using our free lap, um, and then we'll get into our lifting, um, and then something new for us after we lift, we'll go into conditioning, and I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, you know, as far as lifting goes, you know, um, we're doing some of the triphasic stuff and some of the old school stuff. You know, that kids are are excited about. Um, our second day, um, so we go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. So this would be Tuesday. That's our change of direction day. Or if you're a feed the cats guy, it's our X factor day. Um, we do a lot of like timed pro agilities, um, red light, green light with the kids. 
we do, you know, if kids can dunk, we have them do that for their plyometric work. Um, if kids can't, you know, we put them on some uh, box uh, workout. Um, today we did some, you know, just speed speed hurdle hop kind of things for some plyo work. Uh, we did some reaction drills, you know, something kind of just change the pace a little bit, um, get the kids to move in different directions, different speeds, different directions, acceleration, decelerations, um, you know, reaction and falling down on, you know, coming off of boxes and, and landing, you know, absorbing force, um, you know, and if, if we're starting to research that, we know that uh, force absorption is just as important as trying to create force, right? You can't create more than you can absorb. So having kids being able to do that, um, you know, is really starting to, to work both sides of the muscle there. Um, and then day three, we go, we do the same speed drills as we do day one. Uh, and then we time 40s. Um, using a free lap timer or uh, a stopwatch, depending on if the free laps working that day or not. Um, but, uh, you know, and then we get back into lifting and doing those things. So we rank, record and publish. Um, you know, we share those times with the kids. They know where they're at at all times. Um, you know, after the day, we'll print it and put it in the locker room so they can see that um, and, and things like that. So, you know, the kids are excited. They're chasing against each other and they're chasing their time from the previous week and they can see their averages and their mile per hour and things like that. Um, you know, so that's, that's one of the things I think the feed the cats principles does really well is when you rank record and publish, right? So kids can see it. Um, you know, it doesn't need to be a secret and, and kids can see what they do and, and what their best is. And then if they PR and, and celebrate those kind of things, um, so we, I, I told you earlier, we condition after practice. Um, we will, uh, we do a set of uh, probably like two or three sets. Um, and those differ in range from 20 yards, 30 yards, 50, up to 90 to a hundred yards. Um, and then we'll do, you know, anywhere between two and, and five of those um, with anywhere between like a 20 and 50 second, you know, so um, just like our, our day one post, post lift condition, um, we did three 40 or three twenties, four thirties, and then two fifties, um, you know, between the twenties, they had 25 second rest between the thirties, they had 30 second rest and between the fifties, they had 35 second rest. Um, and then between each set, which a set is a distance, they have a two minute break. Um, you know, so it's enough to get their, their, uh, their heart pumping, you know, start building some aerobic capacity. Uh, but it's not too much where they're not going to try and get to max speed, you know, where kids are going to try and cruise just to finish. Um, so a lot of the kids they looked for, uh, they asked for it moving into um, our off season here. They asked to condition here at our program and, um, you know, so we, we try and give the kids what they want. Um, and, and we follow the stuff. It's kind of programmed by the XL athlete, um, which is the Cal Deet stuff. Um, you know, it's a summer eight week summer conditioning program. So, um, hopefully the idea is by, by being able to do some of these sprints now, um, when we start our first week of practice, um, you know, our, we don't have to spend a ton of time on conditioning. Our kids have got some, some level of aerobic capacity built up and we're able to, um, you know, kind of not spend that time on conditioning and spend that time more on just getting better, uh, doing more football related things. Um, so I'm interested, um, a lot of you, if you, you know, reach out and have a conversation, you know, with me, um, on what it is that you guys do for your summer workouts. Uh, do you do those kind of things? You know, do you go four days a week? Do you go five days a week? Um, you know, go, please reach out and contact me at be great FCP on Twitter. 
uh, email is the same. Remember the eight is the number eight. So it's B-E-G-R-8, the number, and then FCP on Twitter and, and Gmail. Um, or you can hit me up on the Telegram app at Scott McCarty, M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. Um, I'm just interested on, on what you guys are doing, right? Uh, I always look to try and get our kids, and like every coach, try and get them an advantage um, by doing different, you know, maybe we can set it up. What's more advantageous for a real small group uh, versus, you know, some of the coaches that you can see, you know, the strength and conditioning Twitter, um, you know, where schools are putting 190 kids through, um, you know, I don't have 190 kids in my high school. So, um, you know, maybe something that's more relevant. Um, and I'd love to share with you, if you've got questions, I'd share with what, with you what we do as well. Um, so hopefully everybody's summer is, is going well with their off season. Um, so the second topic I wanted to deal with here, um, or I wanted to talk about is how you deal with an assistant coach change during your summer, right? Or maybe as the head coach, you know, but th this is kind of a look as I am a head coach, um, you know, and we had an excellent assistant coach. Um, he, he left us here at the beginning of June. Um, you know, he was offered a chance to lead his own team and he took it. Um, you know, and as a head coach, you know, you're, you're always excited for your guys that are able to go on and do well, you know, your players and you got to be excited for your coaches as well. Um, you know, but you're always left with that question. Now what, um, you know, so as, as on one hand, we're super excited for, um, you know, our assistant coach that got an excellent opportunity for he and his family. Um, but you know, at the, on the other hand, then you got to figure out your scrambling kind of to figure out what you're going to do, uh, you know, for your athletes and, and your program. Um, you know, and so most of us know, uh, being at an eight man school, that means we're probably in a, uh, a lot of us, it means we're in a rural population, um, might be hard to find and attract teachers to come to our school, right? We know education isn't the most popular, um, career field right now with college students and even, um, professional adults. So, um, you know, you have a hard time attracting um, you know, quality candidates that can teach whatever vacancy you have and coach football. Um, so it's kind of one of those things, you know, what, what do you do? Do you um, promote, you know, the junior high coach and then you have a junior high coach opening? Um, do you reach out to somebody that isn't in uh, your program? You know, do you try and have a, a dad coach that you are comfortable with? Um, do you try and um, you know, maybe there's another coach, maybe there's like a track coach on your, at your school that you want to reach out to and, and see if they can bring any expertise or, a, you know, a baseball coach that's never coached, uh, football, you know, could he fill the gap at junior high, uh, when you bring your junior high guy up, you know, or something along those lines, you know, so, um, it's kind of a, a, a puzzle piece, right. That we have to put together as, as a head coach, um, when, when you have a staff, uh, member lead, right? So I've been coaching, I think I was a, I've been a head coach for about 11 years, you know, and you have assistants come and go. Um, and so kind of the way I look at it sometimes is it's almost more difficult to teach the coach the system than it is to teach a player a system, right? A player comes in as a blank slate, um, you know, and they're able to pick up your terminology because they don't know any different. Um, whereas, you know, when you have a coach come in, you know, most of us that are have played football or coaching football, right, have always played in the past, and so, um, you know, we have our own ideas of what practices, you know, should go like or drills should be or terminology on offense and defense, um, you know. So um, that's part of the deal of, of 
the bringing a new coach in is saying, all right, well, you know, this is what we call, you know, sweep. Well, they say, well, this is, you know, we used to call that this. I'm like, okay, you know, that that's fine, but this is, you know, this is what it is here, you know, and, and those kind of things, you know, so teaching the coach your terminology and, and your uh, scheme and, and thoughts and principles and, you know, how you want them to coach. Um, and, and by that, I mean, not necessarily like drills and those kind of things, right? I think they need some autonomy to be able to coach the drills that they're comfortable with. Um, but, it, you know, how you treat players, how you want that to be done, you know, what's your culture? You know, that's the biggest thing is do they believe in, in you and your culture? Um, you know, are they going to go after a Friday night and, and talk to their family and friends and say, well, I would have done this different. I would have done that, you know, so you got to bring this new coach on um, to make sure that they're on the same page as you, as you, as you move forward. Um, you know, so one of the things that I think has, has given me some success with my assistant coaches as I've gone through is that uh, you got it. You ultimately have to give them a lot of responsibility. Um, and I think I've erred probably on giving too much responsibility sometimes to assistant coaches that weren't necessarily ready for it. Um, but I think it's important um, as an assistant coach that you take ownership and have ownership in part of your, uh, in part of the football program, right? Um, you know, whether it's, okay, you're in charge of the linebackers and the blitz package, right? Those are something that you have to be in charge of, you know, or you're in charge of kickoff, kickoff return or all special teams or something. And then you have to let them, right? As the head coach, um, you can offer guidance um, out along the way. You know, if they come up with something that's super complicated and isn't going to work after they practice it, you might have to step in and say, hey, listen, I don't think that's going to work. You got to either simplify it or, you know, here's something to try. Um, you know, so it's one of those things that I think um, I've been an assistant coach in other sports where I was given no responsibility, right? I was just a, a practice, basically a, a ball passer, you know, batting practice thrower, you know, whatever um, sport you were in, um, you know, I just kind of there. Um, and didn't have much responsibility for a position, um, you know, and so you, it's hard as a coach to get excited for those kind of things if you don't have ownership. So, um, you know, I, I definitely suggest giving them the, the responsibility, right? And if they're not, um, you know, so say you have a guy come in, you're an O-line coach and you have a guy come in and that's just, you know, all he has is O-line expertise. I think you need to be upfront with them and say, listen, I, you know, I'm going to be the O-line coach, but I really need you to coach um, running backs, you know, both fullbacks and running backs, you know, I need you to learn three or four simple drills, um, you know, and the scheme. And then I think you just got to let him let the coach go, right. Whether, um, if he's failing, you know, that's where you give the guidance, um, you know, but ultimately you have to give them and say, listen, you need to figure out a couple drills. Um, this is our scheme. Make sure the drills are, are not just YouTube drills. Yeah. You know, um, uh, make sure they're relevant to what we're doing and and go from there so um, you definitely give them guidance as a head coach most of us have been doing it for a while and coached a lot of different positions so you can kind of uh like i said give them guidance you can let them fail um you know but make sure they fail forward in that uh they're not wasting the kids' time and your time um you know but they're productive and they can learn from it um you know and and just uh, part of it you know when we talk about a coach moving on Right. So losing a coach, obviously it's tough on the kids, you know, after our assistant coach told our kids, he was moving on kids kind of bummed out about it. Um, you know, they, they had enjoyed him as a person and, and those kind of things. And, and, uh, you know, as a head coach, when you're around 
um, your assistant coaches, you know, for 10, 12 weeks of the year, you know, every day and you're in, in the heat of battle, you know, and there's something about that shared, shared, uh, uh, experience, you know, during a football game when emotions run high and on, you know, in the good spot, you know, when you just score the go ahead touchdown or you just get crushed because you gave up the go ahead touchdown or things like that, you know, you kind of build a, a really good friendship with those guys, uh, you know, especially if you get along with them very well socially. And, and, uh, you know, we talk about you want your, you always want to, uh, you know, treat your, treat your guys well enough that they want to be here, you know, but train them so they can go on on their own. And, and, uh, you have to kind of remember that, um, you know, they, they aren't going to be a career assistant for you sometimes. Um, and when they become your good friend, it's hard to watch them go, but you have to, you know, understand that life goes on and, and that that'll pass. But, uh, just a couple of things I just wanted to talk about here as we're about halfway through our summer, uh, work. Um, but here before the state of Iowa, right, we play a week zero game. Uh, so that means we're going to start practice August 1st. Uh, so we're almost a, about six weeks away uh, from getting it started. Um, you know, so we're pretty, pretty excited about that. Um, like I said, please reach out to me on uh, Twitter or via email right at BEG, uh, the number eight FCP on Twitter and, and Gmail. Um, I'd like to hear what you guys are doing for this summer. Um you know, I got a couple of interviews lined up so we can get back to the interview format for a couple episodes. Um, but just a couple of things I wanted to talk about and uh, hopefully get you thinking a little bit. Uh, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, please check out uh, Team Builder, right? And it's about time for you maybe to start thinking about your team apparel. So give Anywhere Apparel a, a, a look up as well, and, and uh, they'd be happy to help you out. That's it for this episode of the Be Great 8-Man Football Coaches Podcast. Hopefully you got at least 1% better from listening to this episode. Please share the podcast and leave a review if you enjoyed the content and learned something from it. You can follow us on Twitter at BEGR8FCP, that's at BEGREATFCP, or send us an email at BEGREATFCP at gmail.com. That's BEGR8FCP, the number 8 on both of those. Remember to keep the main thing the main thing and to be great.